Sometimes I talk about movies, and sometimes I talk about music. Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, I promise you, we're going to talk about an album that changed my life and changed the lives of millions, and it was released today. On March 8th, 1994, you know, always give the audience a promise. And in this case, I love this band. I love the singer so much. I can remember the first time I heard Black Hole Sun. I can remember the first time I saw the video on MTV. I didn't grow up having MTV, but my cousins had it. And one late night, we're watching this video. And I was staying over. And there's a Barbie on the barbecue. Talk about a little shrimp on the Barbie. And they're roasting it. And you hear this song, Black Hole Sun. Won't you come? I'm not going to sing it because that's Chris Cornell. My goodness. And then to listen to Super Unknown as a whole. The title song is probably one of my favorites. The way it just kind of, oh my goodness, it's undescribable how much I love that album. My Wave, The Day I Tried to Live, Spoon Man, Kickstand, um, Fell on Black Days, July 4th, Limo, Rex Limo. There's so many moments on Super Unknown. The album cover for one. I mean, and that, and, and you know, and that, um, <laughs> it looks like an eclipse. In fact, I think it was years ago there was an eclipse and, or was it the, the sun? And they compared it to the album cover for Super Unknown. What a moment. The fact that Soundgarden had been compared to the grunge movement, they were they had been together long way before Nirvana. You no, know, I actually listened to Soundgarden before I ever listened to Nirvana. They were totally apart from the whole I mean, yeah, there was a scene. There was a scene that came out of Seattle. Soundgarden were from Seattle. But also I have to say If you do your research, Nirvana was not from Seattle. Nirvana was actually from Aberdeen, Washington. I know because I know someone from college who actually lived in Aberdeen. Okay. They became a part of the Seattle scene because that's what you did. You would go down to Seattle and you would play. If you lived in Eugene, Oregon, you would go to Seattle and you would play. All the bands would converge on Seattle. But there was something different about Soundgarden. That sound. Hello, Soundgarden. You know, from the beginning of their first albums to Motor Bad Finger, you know, it's kind of put them on the forefront. You know, those songs, that, that whole thrust of that album, and then to come into Super Unknown and truly, it, truly blow the lid off the motherfucker. I mean, we, we got to say it. You know, I'm going to do a film podcast tonight, but I thought this is such a monumental moment that 27 years ago, 
Well, it's been 27 years. 27 years ago, Super Unknown came out. Is that wild? And you know, the story of Chris Cornell is sad because he did die in 2017, four years ago in May. That and Tom Petty's death truly put a lump in my throat. I'll never forget waking up and reading that Chris Cornell was gone. Probably one of the greatest rock and roll singers. Nobody sang like Chris Cornell. Nobody could embody the way he sang songs. I'm truly moved by it. And I'm getting a little verklempt right now. You know, as a singer, you know. We, we, we inspire. We hear those songs. And I remember people would try to sing the safe songs. Oh, let's sing. You know, I'm not going to mention the bands. And I would always be like drawn to Soundgarden because it's like, oh, I want to tackle that. In fact, a couple of years ago in Hawaii, I did. I'd never sang in front of people before in my family. And I sang Audio Slave and Metallica because there is something about Chris Cornell's songs you know, you sing along to them and then you and then you attempt to sing them and they're pretty tough to sing. But that's the beauty of it is climbing that hill. You know what I mean? And listening to Soundgarden. Those songs are a part of my life. I, I am especially drawn to, you know, the day I try to live and just the whole album. And the way the band played, that's a tight band. And Soundgarden gave it their all. Very few bands give it their all. And, you know, their last album that they did was in 1997. And then they, they went away. And Chris joined Soundgarden or Audio Slave. And then in 2012, they came back. They came, that, that, that talk about a hiatus. I don't think they ever thought they were going to come back together. If, and you know, at that at that point, all of the people from that grunge era were gone. But then, you know, can we truly call Soundgarden grunge? Because there was something different about Soundgarden in terms of their quality, in terms of the record itself. And Dave Grohl one time talked about the first time he heard Black Hole Sun, and a, like a rough cut of it, and how big he realized that was going to be. And, and, you know, that's the band. But also, you know, that's the genius of Chris Cornell. And this, oh my God, this band. A super unknown. My God. There is so much I want to say about this album. I loved all of their albums, but something about the super unknown. First of all, it's a juggernaut of an album. It's It basically signified that they were... This was their moment. This was Soundgarden's moment. No one could take this away from them. You know, they had released Ultra Mega Okay... Louder Than Love, Bad Motor Finger, and 
Here we are at Super Unknown, their fourth album, 1994. They won Grammys for Super Unknown. You know, for Spoon Man and Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun truly kicked the, I mean, it kicked the door down. There was something so magical about it. The sound, the production of the album. It hit number one. And, you know, yeah, not all not all great albums hit number one. But at this moment, I mean, March 8th, 1994. Michael B. Horn, Bayhorn. Hmm. I, I, you know, I, I want to pause because I just don't want to say um, 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 um all the time. 1994, they, uh, they toured it. In 95, they toured it. Cornell strained his vocals, so at one point they had to abandon the tour and come back in 95. Let's run down this album, shall we? Let Me Drown, My Way, Fell on Black Days, Mailman, Super Unknown, Head Down, Black Hole Sun, Spoon Man, Limo Wreck, The Day I Tried to Live, Kickstand, Fresh Tenderrolls, Fourth of July, Half, Like Suicide. Recorded, Chris Cornell, Kim, I want to say his name right. Thank, Thank God through the power of Siri we can do it. You know, Kim Tail. Is that how you? Like I said, I, I want to say it right. Kim Thale on guitar. Kim Thale. Ben Shepard on bass. Matt Cameron on drums. And of course, the producer. Michael Beanhorn. Michael, Michael Beanhorn. You know, this, this album. Damn, it sold so much. It is truly a classic album. You know when they used to do the classic album series? They've never they never did one for the Super Unknown. But the title song to me, you know, yeah, I, I love Black Hole Sun. I love all of the songs on the album. But Black Hole but Super Unknown in itself. First of all, usually title songs don't rock out, you know? But this, because some people see them as throwaway. The title song is just raging. I remember the first time I heard it and I thought, what? Because, you know, we had all heard Black Hole Sun and The Day I Tried to Live and all the singles. But then to hear the, the title track, I was like, fuck. It was magical. And that's why I felt it was essential to talk about it. You know, um... I was told by a very wise man to give your audience a promise. In fact, we were talking about Chris Cornell and he asked why. And he said, you got to give them a promise. So my promise is we're talking about this because this album mattered at a time when you bought albums, you bought them, you listened to it cover, you know, front, front to back. And I am so in awe of the artistry of uh, Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Those, those songs did live in you forever. And Chris Cornell died 
you know, in, in 2017. And I've never, I've never forgotten him. I don't think I ever will. Like I said, he, he didn't sing like anybody. Nobody I've attempted, I think many of us attempted where, you know, you're lip syncing and you're singing along to the brilliance of Chris Cornell. Oh my God. That, that is such a, such a moment. I, I never got to see them in concert. I would have loved to, even when he was an audio slave. Chris Cornell always brought it. He brought his, his, his best. That voice, just thunderous voice. Soulful. You know, you, you could hear so much in Chris Cornell's voice. You could hear so much in the guitar playing. You could hear so much in the drumming by Matt Cameron. The bass playing by Ben Shepard. And of course, let's not for you know, guitars is so amazing by Kim. Uh, I want to say his name right. Kim Thale. Kim Thale. You know, it was re-released for the 20th anniversary on, in 2014. Super deluxe edition. This is such a beautiful album. I think we'll always remember where we were when we first heard it. I remember where I first was the first time I saw Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? And wash away the rain Black hole sun Won't you come Won't you come Won't you come I tried It was was a memorable time To be a teenager And to hear that Think that is just bad ass And at the time I wasn't really into rock I was listening to a lot of hip hop I was listening to a lot of R&B and pop And to hear that for the first time it's like fuck, fuck, yeah. It's a badass fucking album. That's what it was. Let's get real. One of the best. And Soundgarden, for me, they they always brought it. They always brought it. They always sounded so amazing. As a collective, as a band, th- those are really good bands. You think of the bands that came out in the '90s, like Nirvana, like you know Green Day, like. Uh, Pearl Jam and Tool, and then Soundgarden, and then and then to do a a band called Audio Slave with the guys from Rage Against the Machine. You know, everyone was drinking that water, that wonderful water that produced these albums that we still love. We live with. They live inside you. And so I'm just so passionately. It doesn't get old to me. You know what I mean? That song, that album is 27 years old. It doesn't feel like it was 27 years ago. That's how fresh the Super Unknown album is. And when I hear Chris Cornell's voice in the band just, oh, flow out of the speakers, it's truly mind-blowing. And 27 years, the number seven, hey, hey. You know, and sadly, in 1994... We lost Kurt Cobain at the age of 27. You know, and yet we had Chris Cornell until he was in his 50s. And yeah, for everyone that ever loved Soundgarden, including Chester Bennington, 
from Linkin Park, who was good friends with Chris Cornell. You know, those songs helped us all. I remember the day that Chris Cornell died, and I just listened to The Day I Tried to Live and Super Unknown and Black Hole Sun. I remember I came home, was falling asleep, and MTV was on, and they were just playing everything. They were playing Revelation from Audio Slave like a stone. My God. He's missed. It's It's been four years. He is so missed. And nobody, like I said, the band, that, that's, a, that's a big loss. And they were so due for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They never got in. And that's the sad thing. But the same with, it's an institution. You know, it's, it makes me think of that line from Auntie Mae, one of my favorites, where they said, Marriage is such an institution, yeah, but nobody wants to be in an institution. We could say that about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, it does mean something to some people. But then you think of all the bands and the metal bands and the hard rock bands that haven't gotten in yet. Soundgarden's one of them. Alice in Chains, you know. But that, that you kind of wonder, if, if it had happened in Chris Cornell's lifetime, what what we what would he have made of it to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know, yeah. So I love this album. I know that many of you do too. If you've never heard Soundgarden's Super Unknown, give it a listen. It 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 is a time and a place in music. That is raging. That is powerful. I can I can hear those songs playing in my head. I can hear them right now. You know, in the seventies, you had Robert Plant, you had Ozzy Osbourne, you had, you know, Rob Halford and uh, Motorhead and Let Me Kill Meister. And then the 90s, you know, you had Cobain and you had, um, you know, uh, Lane, Lane, Lane Stanley, Staley from uh, Alice in Chains, you know, and um, then you had Scott Weiland, and then, of course, you know, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, but you had, of all of them, and they were all good, but I have to say, it was Chris Cornell whose, vo- whose voice rose above the fray. There was something beyond it all. Yeah, you had everyone had a band. Everyone had a band, even Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder, such a great singer. But even Eddie would agree with me. And they would all, I don't know if all of them would, <sighs> That Chris Cornell could sing like nobody. No, it, he was our Robert Plant. And he was even, dare we say, better than Robert Plant. Chris Cornell could... He didn't even try. He said he just... You know, he would sing high and it would go a certain way. And, uh, oh, I can do something with this, you know? It, it was amazing. Yeah. What a, what a magical moment for Soundgarden. What a magical moment for us, the listeners. 
I'm looking at the album cover right now. It is such a badass album cover. 27 years later. You know, the legacy of this album. Soundgarden. I mean, the singles. You got Spoon Man was the first one. The Day I Tried to Live, Black Hole Sun, My Way, Fell on Black Days. I love Fell on Black Days. I think his voice in that... I'm not even going to attempt it. Don't worry. You know, if uh, I'm not on my, you know, when I'm on the spot, I just, there's something about, you know, I, I'm one of those people, I have to get ready to do it. I have to get ready and I have to get pumped up to do it. And it has to be the, the, the perfect microphone. And I don't have my microphone plugged in right now. I'm just doing this for my love and adoration of super, the Super Unknown album by Soundgarden. You know, I mean, the video for the Super Unknown song. Not the best. And it is the title song. I wish they would have redone the video, you know? It has such a dreamlike state to it. Each time I hear it, I hear something different in that title song. You know, it's just, whoa. It truly is a super unknown sonically. And so that's why I love Super Unknown. By Soundgarden. Released today, March 8th, 1994, 27 years ago. You know what else was released 27 years ago? And I and I gotta I gotta give them a shout out because I love this band. You know, both it was uh both these bands were amazing. The Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails, and I might do that. At a separate time because I don't want this to bleed in. I mean, I love them both. I love them both. I love Trent Reznor. I think Trent Reznor, I don't think people understood him in the 90s. I think now people look back and it's like, whoa, what a fucking genius. I think because, you know, it takes a long time for things to simmer in and mix up and then you digest it or whatever. But... You know, who who else is going to do a song called Closer and say, I'm going to fuck you like an animal? No one else is going to do that. And Trent Reznor brought it. So that same day, you've got these two landmark albums. you got The Downward Spiral and you got Super Unknown. Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden, two bands that are heavy, are hard, are soulful, change the game forever. Okay? You know, you had Nevermind, you had Ten... And then, of course, cap it off with Super Unknown and Downward Spiral. This is, this is a moment, musically. And so, give these albums a listen. Those of you who are not familiar with Nine Inch Nails, it's, uh, you know, it's rock and it's hard. So, this is not for the kiddos. And, of course, Super Unknown, which is also not for the kiddos. You know? Yeah. But as a teenager, it was badass. I, as a te- I wouldn't say I was a kiddo as a teenager, you know. When you were a teenager, especially in the 90s, things are different. Things are totally different now. You know, we didn't have iPads back then. I'm not even going to go down that, that road right now with you. You know, a lot of people misuse social media and they misuse the devices. 
I don't, and my siblings and I don't, because we had been waiting for this shit for years. You know, you're going to go on vacation, you're going to take a bunch of CDs and some books and some movies, and now you can have it on your phone, on a tablet. So I think it's badass. And I know, and I know how not to misuse it, you know what I mean? So my siblings and I, and those of within our generation, were built for these devices. Yes, they can be misused, and that's when you you know you turn it off, turn it the fuck off. But when you turn it back on, make sure you're putting on the super unknown and the downward spiral, unpleasant dreams. <laughs> <laughs>